we are back with Moulin Rouge. Woo! Okay, this is going to be a conversation. This is the first movie in our Movies for the Ladies section. And I have some hot takes on whether or not this is for the ladies or not. <laughs> but we will get there. Jared, before... Man, before you... This watch, had you, had you seen this movie before? I have not. This was my first time. Okay. Um, I know we have different opinions here, but Yorton, you're the mystery card here. You are the giant question mark. I'm assuming this is your first time watching the movie, right? Yeah, it's the first time I've seen it straight through. I've seen clips of it and everything, but it's the first time where I've sat down and watched the movie. All right. Straight shot here. What'd you think? I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I'm outnumbered. All right. All right. This is going to be fun. Okay. Jared, you love this movie. This is your favorite movie of all time. That's what I heard you say. (laughs) It it is not anywhere near my favorite movie of all time. What I heard. But um, just as Jordan said, I enjoyed this movie. Um, again, I came in with supreme low expectations because musicals are my least favorite type of film. Um, I'd rather go watch a stage play. I don't want to watch it on like the big screen. So yeah, my expectations were in the dumpster. And then when I finally got to watching it, I was just like, it was so beautiful and the music was so fun and like Boz Lerman just is so fucking good at what he does. Um, I was super surprised that he's only done five movies, but like, holy hell, he did a great job with this movie. I, yeah, like you wouldn't said, I had some fun. I had some fun. Let's talk about Boz Lerman real quick, because as an English teacher, his movies make the rounds in my class. He did Romeo and Juliet with Leo and, and a bunch of other people, and that movie is actually a really good movie, and it sticks to the, the Shakespearean script. It's a really... <laughs> updated version of Romeo and Juliet. Um, my kids enjoy it. They fall for the... They they buy the love story in that movie. Um, and Great Gatsby is secretly, if I think about it, one of my favorite adaptations ever. I love The Great Gatsby. And when I was watching this movie, I was like, this is very similar to The Great Gatsby. The way he moves the camera and the camera kind of works on the character as you i don't know how to describe it but you can it the camera shows you what they're feeling it's hard to explain but the camera's dramatic is the, i guess the best way i can say it and it's the way it zooms out and shows the city and kind of zooms back in and shows you the scale of stuff he has a style and it it works for his movies even though i did not enjoy this movie. I I enjoyed his style. Yorton, you were saying something. Oh, sorry. I was uh, I wasn't saying anything. I was stretching. But for me, a lot of the aspects that you said there, like how it was shooting and how, like how they cut quick cuts into the scenes and the dynamic shooting, just the city itself, where it's it had a life of its own that I really enjoyed. And it just like, it was clearly supposed to be a take on the stage look, but as a movie, and it was really interesting style. I it feel like it looked like Tim Burton designed the city. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it definitely, it, it takes place on earth, but it's like this alternate reality where things are just 
everything is exaggerated and close yet far. It's it's a weird. It's hard to describe. Jared, what was your favorite Boz Lerman angle of this movie? I guess. Um, no, I loved everything he did. He'd go from like the close in shot on like the characters talking, especially mm-hmm. like when they were on the elephant, he was in on them when they were both standing on that elephant, he was in. So you like felt in there with them in that moment, but then he would like slowly pull the camera back or like rotate the camera at times to get a wider view of like the elephant and the city that's behind it. And then he would pull the camera back in to the conversation and he would do that a couple times throughout that entire like scene and like musical number. So I was just like, that it just made it so much better because you know, a lot of directors would either do one or the other. They would, Hey, I'm going to be in on the conversation or I'm going to pull it back to show you the scope of what we've created. But he was able to do both at the same time. And so it just felt like great. That was just one example that that's like standing out that he did in like one entire scene when they were on the elephant. I can't really think of a, of another director with a style even close to his. I mean, I, I don't know. It's uh, he's got a style. I don't know, but every movie he makes is well liked. I don't know what to say about it. I mean, the three that I know, I don't know. You said he has five movies. Yeah, so Strictly Ballroom, which I have not seen, but I've no, seen no, Romeo no. and Juliet. Now I've seen Moulin Rouge. Ooh, I've Australia. watched Australia. Uh, and obviously The Great Gatsby. So um, for me, like the the Mount Rushmore would be <laughs> the, the, the last four because I haven't seen Strictly Ballroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. They, but it's just like the weakest one out of there to me is Australia. It felt a little bit long. But like Romeo Juliet, Great Gatsby, Moulin Rouge just felt like great movies. So you know how like this is a weird reference, but I promise you it's gonna I think I'm gonna make sense. I think. When Mario sixty four came out, it was a big deal because it was like this is just like the old games, except it's in three D. Um that's how I feel. I feel like he takes these plays and he blows them up into three D, but they still feel like they're on a stage. It's kinda it's a strange effect. Does that make sense, or am I just talking crazy here? No, nah, it makes sense to me, especially with this movie. Because, like I said, I I don't like musicals because it's just like I feel like this would be better like on a stage. And so it's funny you mentioned Tim Burton earlier because my actual favorite musical is by Tim Burton and uh, Sweeney Todd, mm-hmm. and it's like it still felt like it was kind of like wooden and like halted on a stage the way that he had it set up. And so this movie felt the same. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're. I just hate when musicals are just like, hey, I'm gonna do a musical, but I'm gonna film it like a regular movie. No, I, I want to see like. I want to feel like I'm watching it in the theater, like on the stage. And I felt like that's what he did in this movie. And obviously Tim Burton did that in Sweeney Todd. Have you seen The Greatest Showman by any chance? I have not. Like I said, I am uh, <laughs> not, not the musical guy. I have zero okay. interest in seeing that movie. And I, I sound like a sexist pig or something. I just don't want to watch it. Have you seen it, Yorton? Yeah, I've seen it, and that that was another one that I really enjoyed and had fun with. Was Greatest Showman, and it really shows off the both the musical talent of Hugh Jackman and just how amazing a performer he is. Oh, everyone loves Hugh Jackman; he's great. Uh, 
Um, okay. I guess before we before we dive into what we liked and didn't like about the movie, let's let's look at the 2002 Oscars here. So Moulin Rouge had eight nominations: sound, cinematography, editing, best picture, makeup, actress in a leading role, and it won for art direction and it won for costume design. Which, I mean, art direction. I can't. I I didn't like this movie, but I'm not. I can't deny that it had great art direction. Like there's no other movie that could compete with it. It was, it's its own thing here. It's in its own category. Costume design. I mean, just by sheer volume of amount of costumes, I guess it has to win, you know, it's like quantity and the quality was there too, but it's like, man, you had so it, many costumes. It had a clear style and it was very dynamic with its style. It wasn't afraid to experiment. So I could definitely see why it won with the costumes. Yeah, so for the costumes, they had 80 people on the team making costumes around the clock for this movie. So the massive undertaking to create everything that went into this movie in terms of just clothing and costumes, not even like set design or anything like that. So it's just that just think of 80 people working simultaneously to get everything created for this movie while it's still going on. That's it's insane. It was nominated for best picture. I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> Be honest. Do you think it should have been nominated for best picture? We have a, uh, here's here are the nominees, a beautiful mind. Uh, actually, I'm looking at the nominees. I haven't seen half of them, so maybe it should have. Um, I've seen a beautiful mind. Gosford Park. I never heard of that. Don't, rem- don't even remember that one. In the bedroom sounds like a porn. Um, Fellowship of the Ring and Moulin Rouge. So, you know what's crazy is, um, what's the movie? Uh, Black Hawk Down wasn't even nominated for Best Picture. That's crazy. Vanilla Sky. Come on, y'all. Monsters Inc. Pearl Harbor. Oh, I'm no. Um, no. Mar- Monsters Inc. is better than that. Oh, yeah. Monsters Inc. Uh, I'm looking at these movies. Think it's better. I mean, there are good movies that came out that weren't nominated. And Memento. <laughs> I mean, good lord. Anyways. Um, I would. Well, remember, this was also before they expanded the best picture category. Why those movies I mentioned are better than Gosford Park in the Bedroom and Moulin Rouge, or more memorable at least. I don't know. Well, we can argue. It's fine. You could disagree. <laughs> I didn't like Vanilla Sky, so I will disagree. Yes. No, you're, you're right. You're right. That one you can, you can debate. Absolutely. I, I just threw that on there. I didn't really mean that one. That's a uh, that's a movie that split the audience for sure. No, I am I I, I am upset. Boz Lerman was not at least nominated for Best Director because what he was able to do with this movie was just fantastic mm-hmm. to make it feel real and make the city sound feel so personable and everything everything just felt like grand and also small at the very same time and so like i i think keely should have been nominated but uh, i don't know man they gave it to fucking Wow. Beautiful Mind wasn't bad. I just I know it's sacrilegious and I'm supposed to be the objective person on the podcast, but Beautiful Mind can eat shit. Look at look at the directors on that list though. Ron Howard, Ridley Scott, Robert Altman, Peter Jackson, and David Lynch. <laughs> like good I, luck. I mean 
that is a murderous row of like directors. <laughs> so so I, I like I'm not mad, but I'm just I'm annoyed. I'm yeah. annoyed because that is like a murderous row of directors. I mean, good lord! All right, let's move on from Oscars, Jared. You are obviously much higher than I was. Do you want me to go first and why I didn't like this movie, or do you want to go first? And- go ahead, go ahead, so I can yell at you some more. I will say, there were moments that I I got into the movie, and I, it was, and I was like, okay, I'm kind of into the story. And every time I got into it, they would fucking sing another song. <laughs> It's a musical ray. And I never knew you didn't like music that much, Ray. They kept they kept singing. It did it just sometimes they would repeat songs. Y'all, they would repeat songs. Um they didn't really repeat. What songs did they repeat? Well, they said they sung Come With Me twice. But that's like the titular song. Well, once was enough. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> the beginning of this movie had so much singing, I lost track of what was going on. I was like, so who's who's in love with who? And I had to Wikipedia the first paragraph of the plot. I was like, okay, now I'm following here. I was like, because when they started singing, I would tune out, and I'm just like, oh, make this noise, stop. And then it fell into a flow, and I was like, oh, this is like, it's a Gatsby-esque love story. It's about this guy who falls in love with this this actress who's out of her league, and they actually make a connection and they fall in love, but he can't have her because the Duke is, I guess, demanding her and all this stuff. And I was like, I get it. I like these kind of stories. Oh no, here comes another song. Um, There's <laughs> so many songs. And I know it's a musical, but I just realized even more, just cut out like five songs in this movie is way more watchable for me. It's I don't know. I like this movie made me less excited for the Obi Wan series. Okay, um, I just didn't like him in this movie that much. And I love Ewan McGregor, Nicole Kidman. Like I get she has her fans. I don't hate her. I'm not. I'm not in love with her either. She's just kind of like, nah. Okay, as Yorton says, she does her job. But I'm not like really impressed with her. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't like the songs either. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's just, it just, there's moments I liked, but overall, it was just, it's way too much. It was just too much of a movie. It was coming at You're me. Just sensory and I overload. It was sensory <laughs> overload. It was like you just poured sugar into my mind and started yelling, like, yeah, it's a small world after. And my mind was just going crazy. It was just sensory <laughs> overload. And I was like, can we just get back to where they talk to each other? So that's my take. But I guess if you're not a big fan of musicals, that's okay. I guess that's where I'm at. Jared? This is this is the big old man yelling at cloud energy right here. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly what that is. And you know what's really making me mad, Ray? You're what's mad. What's really making me mad, Are you mad? About, your, about your assessment is that you said this was sensory overload. What? Don't Armageddon's in a oh, Hall of Fame. Don't bring up Armageddon. And you want to talk about sensory overload? Jordan, okay, objectively speaking. I disagree. Both can be true. 
See, here's the thing. Okay, go ahead. Here's the thing. This is one of the things I loved about this movie. That intro to that sensory overload. I was eating that up. I was getting the sugar rush that he was talking about and loving that sugar rush of just insanity going on. It's... I, the best part for this movie is the opening for me, where it's just like, oh, we are establishing what it is. And that movie, this movie did a great job on that part with the opening. Oh, yeah, it definitely did. And so, like, I I like, I like enjoyed the sensory overload for this movie because there was a lot going on. There was so much to look at and so much to take in. Like, the visuals were so great, and then the music was even better. Like, there was so much to, like, enjoy about this movie that even though they're throwing a lot of stuff at me, I'm just like, I'm okay with it because the singing is good and the acting is even good, too. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm saying I hated my life when watching this movie. <laughs> Ray was not amused. With I don't this understand movie. <laughs> the comparison to Armageddon, though. Could you explain the sensory overload? Well, no. I mean, you were talking about like sensory overload, but Armageddon is sensory overload as well. Especially when they're on the the asteroid, or they're like they're doing a montage where they're training. It's they're singing. They're throwing a lot of stuff at you. They're telling jokes. They're cutting from scene to scene. That's called movie, um, especially. But again, you're knocking this movie for doing that same thing. No, I'm not. I think that the sensory overload in this movie is relentless. Where in Armageddon, there's a pace, there's a up and down, there's dramatic, quiet moments, and did it builds you, up to the big you moments. Just say there's a pace to a three-hour movie. That movie is like an hour and a half, two hours. If it feels, it feels like an hour because it moves so quick. Um, this movie felt like it, it took me three days to finish this movie i i was like i had to i was wondering that with your down. comments because it was like oh started watching the movie 20 minutes in and then the next day you text about the movie i'm like wait did he not finish no, the I movie yet finish that movie. No. <laughs> i tried man um it's all right this whole podcast is built on us disagreeing um yorton would you talk about the movie? Would you like, and is there anything you didn't like that you wish was different? Like, just talk about it. I, I would say for the one thing I didn't like the movie was the length of the movie. I felt like sort of a little bit past halfway, it sort of waned a bit. And then the last 20 minutes, it sort of caught itself. So I feel like edit down about 15 minutes of this movie. Because uh, I like the fast-paced kinetic energy of this movie and the quick whips of the jokes and everything in this movie. But I feel like at, with two hours long, that sort of wears. So I feel like if you cut it down about 15 minutes, the movie's like golden for me. And hmm. and I agree with you on that. Um, in the last, the last third of the movie, um, when they're trying to like flesh out the end of the story, which I get what they're going for, but it just compared to the first two thirds of the movie, how it kept moving at a quicker pace. But then as soon as that third act starts, it kind of like slows down a bit. And I'm just like, yeah. I, I mean, you were, you were going pretty fast at the beginning. Now it's just, you slowing down, like keep up the same pace. This explains our experiences. Cause I enjoyed the end of it when they weren't singing. And it was more about <laughs> their love and how she was telling, we can't be together. And, and she was actually protecting him and all that stuff. I enjoyed all that stuff more than the movie that came before it. 
Like I was, I was into that. And then the whole end scene with all with, with the whole productions going on, and he's he's backstage trying to wrestle her and get her to. He's just jealous and upset, and the guy's trying to shoot her. All that was, I was like, okay. I actually skipped ahead about ten seconds every now and then. I was like, all right, skip ahead. They're st- <laughs> still singing. Okay, skip ahead. Um, but it's weird because I enjoyed the parts where it was slower. And I actually got a chance to breathe and pay attention to the actors act and talk and not sing so much. Um, yeah. Any other notes? I, I will say though, for me, the biggest surprise was just how funny and slapstick this movie was. It honestly almost felt like a, uh, like old school Looney Tunes almost with a lot of the comedy mm-hmm. and the Duke in particular was, could be a Bugs Bunny villain for sure. With that and mustache, so, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I will. So I will go as right with you on that one, Jordan. Like, let's talk about John Leguizamo and how great he was in that role. <laughs> I was just, I was just going to bring him up. He's not afraid to take on a role. That is for sure. And he killed it as uh, Henry. He really killed it as Henry as being like the comedic portion of it. But the way he was able to like slip in comedy, like not even like trying to force it. And that's why I'm just like, that's like most movies need like a comic relief. But the way he played his comic relief role in this film was just fantastic because it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel unneeded. Everything that he said or the way that he acted felt like so natural. And I was just like, like, so yeah, you're right, Jordan. It almost felt like Looney Tunes because when they do their comedic portions of Looney Tunes, it feels natural. And that's like what John Leguizamo did in this role. God, I, 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 I hate being the asshole. <laughs> I actually, I love John Leguizamo. I feel like anytime he pops up, I'm like, oh, this movie just got better. He's one of my favorite actors to just show up in a movie. Anytime I see him, I'm happy. I thought he was wasted. And I actually was like, why is he even in this movie? Until oh, no. until the very last act of the movie. And I was like, oh, he's showing me something here. I just felt like, why is he here? Like, what a waste of John Leguizamo. But I guess I didn't see what you saw. I, I hate to be the guy who disagrees all the time. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. That's why I thought this was going to be. And this is the exact reason why I saw your comments about on uh, WhatsApp. I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun uh, talk. <laughs> because it's sort of boring if we're all in agreement and everything. So, yeah, I, I'm perfectly fine with you being a bit of a jerk on this one. I, I was a jerk on your movie pick. <laughs> that's true. And you both hated uh, that movie. Fair, that movie was awful, though. <laughs> that movie was terrible. Yes, I agree. I'm not even arguing for it. That movie was awful. That was the worst movie we've seen. Uh, no. So, in terms but, of being a dick, I was a dick towards serendipity. So you both were. I, <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, no, you're right. We were. So, I mean, it happens, right? Don't feel bad. That's no, fine. I, I, no, it's more. It's not being a dick. It's more like. God, here I am. About to, t- you just went off on what, how great he was, and I'm like, eh, well, let me say the opposite. You know, I, it's like, I, God damn, it, I hate being the negative voice. We just had different experiences, man. I just this movie made me feel like I had to go to the hospital and like, I don't know, get put get put to sleep or something. I don't know. It was <laughs> I feel like I had a sugar rush, and it just didn't end. 
like an overdose. Of but cocaine. well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's like movies. That's why we like do this because when we see movies, like obviously we can all be objective and take away, as we said, there are great things about this movie, even as much as you disliked it, Ray. You're like, oh no, some of this stuff was actually like fucking amazing. Um, but at the same time, like with movie, with books, with anything, like it's all about your experience when you go into it. And as you talked about like serendipity, it's just like, well, this was my personal experience when I went into it. So that's why it holds a special place. But for Jordan and I, we're like, Hey, this movie sucks ass, (laughs) but it's all about personal experience when you go into it. So that's why I was saying, let's be objective, but also we're the blockbuster hall of fame. So, our opinions will overrule that objectivity. So but- I, I want to bring it back to the Duke, though, because we were talking about the character Duke on it. Because there's a, a couple of scenes I want to bring out in particular. When they're doing that quick montage of like them, ex- uh, the two lovers escaping, and then him trying to come up with ideas how to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with him. And that picnic, I have, I died out laughing when he came in. It was like, you guys want to go on a picnic? <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. Is that where he keeps walking in on them and they're like yes. rehearsing? Yes. Because yeah. yes. <laughs> he's like, I know there's something up, but I can't prove it. So I'm, and that was, I don't know why, but particularly that picnic one just cracked me up the most. I think that was one of my best lines or parts there. We didn't even talk about the fact that the Duke tried to rape her. Right? Oh, shit. Was that we a didn't even talk about that. Or did that actually happen? I don't know if it necessarily... I'm trying to think. I, I'm not going to say anything because I would just due to the fact of what her job is and if she played a part, if that's how she was playing, or if that was what was going on, I don't know, and I really don't want to say anything about that. What? I'm confused why you're you're beating around the bush. It seemed like she... No, because I because a lot of times she does, like, role-playing. Every time she was doing romances with everyone, or with him and with the main character, she was sort of doing like a role playing one. So what I was saying was before, unless it's not the one I'm thinking of, was she role playing or was she just the uh, one where she was in the room? Is that what we're talking about? I think the, yeah, I think the one where maybe I maybe I was on my phone. I looked up and I saw something else, but I feel like he forced herself on her and she was trying to say no. But maybe I got the context wrong. Jared, you you settle this here. Um, no, I mean, if it's that scene that you're talking about with them in the, um, room in the third act, uh, I felt like she, I don't, I mean, yeah, no, I don't want to say like, I don't feel like it was right, but I feel like it was, you know, kind of her like acting. Mm. Man, I, I wonder if I'm mixing this scene up with something else. I don't remember. Um, yeah, because if it's the third act scene that I'm thinking about, I felt like she was acting because she was trying to get him to um, pay for the Moulin Rouge. Oh, or okay. like, yeah, you know, and not part. try to get Ewan McGregor's character killed. That's yeah. So no, that's if it's if that's what you're talking about. That was my interpretation no, of not. it. I'm thinking I, maybe I'm. Oh. I think I'm mixing movies up. I think I may be watching another movie. <laughs> <rape> it. <laughs> I'm in my head. I feel like there was a clear rape scene, but maybe it was. It's going to come to me in the middle of this conversation. I'll just no, shout out the name of the movie. Like, that movie. So that's what's happening. All right, moving on. Yeah, I was going to say the only that's... time that he approached her in bed was in that third act. 
So, so that's why I was so confused. I'm like, did I miss something? I don't want to say anything either way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled, so I'm just gonna like raise over here. Ah, no rage. comment, because <laughs> that's why I was like, "Hey, man, I'm not condoning rape, but it's just like Ray, like I didn't necessarily get that question mark." So I'm assuming you guys are for rape. That's what I'm picking up here. Okay. <laughs> All right, no, God damn it, Ray, no, <laughs> no, no. Okay, hey, I, that's not even funny to joke about, man. Dude, just edit that out. No, nope. post that. Edit uh, that in post. I will see you guys jobless tomorrow. Um, okay. <laughs> Very clearly a joke. We shouldn't even have to say yeah, You're clearly not right. Or poor rape. All right, moving on. Um, okay, before we get to the categories, can we just ask this one question? Jordan, is this a movie for the ladies? Because for, for me... Well, considering, oh, go ahead. considering a lot of women I've talked to about uh, movies and stuff, they really enjoy this movie. So I would say yes. I don't think I ever talked about this movie with anyone so i don't know what the survey says for me it's a movie for theater fans more than than the ladies i think like going into it jared you're right you're probably thinking yeah this is definitely one for the ladies but that's what i thought too and then i watched it i was like nah this is just for theater geeks um jared do you think you still think it's for the ladies or is it for a different crowd for you Oh, no, I think it's still definitely for the ladies because it's telling a very sweet and endearing love story um, that ends in a tragedy. So um, it pulls from, you know, Greek mythology. So I think it's I think it's like a lot of those love stories and tragedies are, you know, I think it's for the ladies. All right. So what is what is y'all's favorite scene? Jared, I'll start with you. What's the best scene of the movie? Best scene. Um, so to me, I just uh, got to go back to the scene on the elephant because I felt like, um, you know, the two main characters in Satine and Christian, uh, so Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman, they were in their bag when it came to singing and acting. And then obviously we talked about Boz Lerman just directing a fucking masterful scene in that in that moment. So I think that was just some of the best. Wasn't my favorite song, but it, I think it was just like if I'm looking at everything objectively, I think it's probably one of the best scenes to me, or the best scene. Jordan, what's your favorite? What's the best scene? That is a good scene because that would probably be up there with me, and I will agree with on that. But I'm just going to go with the intro just because it did such a great job on setting the tone of the movie and be like me understanding. All right, this is where we're going with this movie. It's just going to be phonetic craziness with music <laughs> and you know what my favorite part about that was they did zero exposition <laughs> zero they just went straight in and it's just like like at the very beginning like obviously cyber on the typewriter so he sets the scene mm -hmm. but then right after that the movie's just like oh here you go you'll figure it out and i mean <laughs> that's what i love i'm not an idiot let me figure it out so, and that's exactly what it was. I don't have a best scene. I'll just go with the opening and agree with Jordan. Um, Jared, what's the best line? You're gonna you're gonna pick for all of us. Uh, so the best line for me is when Christian said to Satine at the end of the movie, "The greatest thing you'll ever learn is to just love and be loved in return." Oh, I had a different line. Let me see if I can find it. Jordan, what was your favorite line? Do you have one? Uh, yeah. 
Luckily, an unexpected Argentina fell through my roof. He was quickly joined by a dwarf <laughs> dressed as a nun. I think that's going to win. It's not the best line, but god damn it. Oh, it's even better without context, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, man, I'm trying to find. There was one line. It was really short and quick, and it, it made me kind of chuckle a little bit, but I can't think of it. I was like, maybe Jared will have it. Ugh. All right, but I'm not going to beat the midget falling through the roof. So, Yorton, that's going to win here. I'm going with that one. Um, let's see here. MVP of the movie, I'm going Boz Lerman. Anybody? Same. I was going to go with the set designer for the movie. All right, fair enough. Well, Boslerman, just because I love the set for it and everything. All right, um, six man. Anytime John Leguizamo's in a movie, he's gonna be my six man. Your- Same, actually. I mean, he was even part of my quote because he was the the midget with the the and the nun, just as a nun. <laughs> The dwarf, I should say, not the midget. The dwarf. <laughs> oh, there was one. There was one line I just I just saw. It's when she makes a deal to be with the Duke, and Ewan, Ewan McGregor is upset. He's like a he's at like a bar or something, and one of the ladies goes, "Don't worry, Shakespeare, you'll get your ending once the Duke gets his end in." I was like, "Oh, damn, that's fucking mean." Um. That was a line that I like too. All right, um, moving on. All right, shout out. I have none. Anybody want to shout something out? Oh yeah, um, I want to shout out uh, Harold, the guy who played Harold Ziegler, um, Jim Broadbent. I don't know him, but I just thought Harold Ziegler was a very good character, and he's pretty funny, and I enjoyed him. Oh, he was in Hot Fuzz. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, no, but I just loved Harold Ziegler. I thought he was a great character. So, um, I know he played too big of a role for a shout out, actually. So, but still, yeah, it counts. Uh, I'd say shout outs for that category. We're like, oh, I know that guy from that movie. I remember him. Let's shout that guy out. You know, so you just, <laughs> that's exactly what you just did. So, hey, nitpicks. Way too much singing. I... <laughs> way, way too much music. In fact, get rid of the music and just tell the story, and it'd be a great movie. Yorton, what's your nitpicks? Too More long. singing, because when they were just regular dialogue and everything, I was bored on it. Jared, singing, I enjoyed Hey, fun. man, <laughs> when they started playing Roxanne, the tango mixed with Roxanne, like, I was like, holy shit. I'm in. So I'm telling you, I was scared. Like, I mean, I was in. But then when they start, when they did that mix up, that mashup, I was like, I am, I am all in. This is, I'm strapped in, buddy. Well, I was so like just strapped in against re- my will. Replace every song with Roxanne. Um, <laughs> or my, no. That's my only nitpick. Not every song was Roxanne. Fair because enough. when the, narcoleptic argentinian man was hitting raw in a deep raspy voice i was like okay go off king <laughs> hey man how much uh how many trivia bits do you have for us uh i stepped on all of it so um <laughs> it's over. my favorite drug term no so. more trivia okay <laughs> I mean, no, I was just dropping in trivia uh so i guess one of the, the last okay so 
Nicole Kidman uh, filming was halted for a few weeks. Nicole Kidman fractured ribs. Can relate. Sucks. Got it. So they halted it for two weeks. No. Um, but then they wanted they still wanted to stay on track. So a couple scenes were shot from the waist up. Um, and obviously the green fairy was Kylie Minogue. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but the original person that they hired to be the fairy was Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, that'd be a weird yeah. turn. So, yeah, that was it. The rest of it I already talked about like throughout. So let's play Rotten Tomatoes here at the end. Um, I want to go over the box office and stuff like that. It had a budget of $50 million and it made $182 million. So this was a clear success. Um, Roger Ebert gave this movie three and a half out of four stars. He freaking loved it. He said, I'm going to read the closing paragraph of his review here. The movie is all color and music, sound and motion, kinetic energy, broad strokes, operatic excess. While it might be most convenient to see it from the beginning, it hardly makes any difference. Walk in at any moment and you'll quickly know who is good and bad, who is in love and why. And then all the rest is song, dance, spectacular production numbers, protestations of love, exhalations of regret, vows of revenge, and grand destructive gestures. It's like being trapped on an elevator with the circus. And I, oh, that's actually a really good metaphor there. It's like being trapped in an elevator with the circus. And you guys were having a blast with the with the circus people. And I was like, get me out of this elevator. Just crying. Um, so he really loved the movie. Um, I don't have my equipment set up. So we will not hear the Rotten Tomatoes game. Bah, 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 bah. There we go. So but, You can fix it in post. Fix it in post. <laughs> uh, if I have the, the, the will to do it, I will do it. But we're just going to play. So let me open up my Rotten Tomatoes game. And it is 18 to 18. It is a tie ball game, ladies and gentlemen. Who won last week? I think Yorton did. So Jared. Yeah, Yorton. What did this movie get in Rotten Tomatoes? And tell me why. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go higher on this one. I'm going to go uh, 92. Um, I just think this was a great movie. And it was universally loved. Um, just didn't get all the awards it probably deserved, but no, nah, I thought it was a great movie, and I think everybody else thought so too. Ninety-two. All right. Oof. Yeah, there's no way I could. I don't think I could go any higher than that. I am going to go eighty-six because just because I I feel like in the it's somewhere in the eighties. That's just. Where I feel like it would land. It's being a musical, I feel like it wouldn't capture all the critics just because of that nature. And yeah, that's where I would think. This movie had a 76 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, you're right. Since it's a musical, it's not going to catch everybody. So let's see what the reviews say. Let's see. Let's figure this out here. Um, It says... The positives, Moulin Rouge seems to defy aesthetic gravity by reveling in all things artificial. It arrives giddily at the genuine. Um, let's read a bad review here. Mr. Lerman and his colleagues have worked like whirling dervishes to make the plot look like it's moving. Um, it's still one of a kind, we'll give it that, but its sense of fun is so relentless and excessive, it all ends up being extremely tedious and shallow. 
kind of where I'm at. <laughs> what the fuck did he watch? TDs and Shallow? Really? Did he sound like he was just in a grouchy mood when he yeah, watched was, He was having a bad day. Like, <laughs> you say what you will about this movie. You cannot say this story is tedious and shallow. <laughs> what? Let me read two more rotten reviews here. Again, That's it's, it's certified fresh, so don't think this is the overall opinion. This is just the outliers. Gorgeously decadent, massively contrived, and gloriously superficial. See, I could understand that one. Okay, yeah. That one I, 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 I could get. Thank behind. you, Jeanette Casulis, who wrote that. <laughs> but literally, I still get it. This motherfucker called this movie tedious? <laughs> Shallow. What? Who hurt you, my guy? <laughs> if its goal was to reveal the emptiness of a postmodern bricklage at the blockbuster level, it has succeeded. By any other standard, <laughs> it's a mess. This guy was just. Not ready for this movie, I don't think. He was not ready <laughs> so, for what was happening. He saw that opening, was like, nope, it's not. For me. Got, so this this gentleman got in the wrong elevator. <laughs> he saw it and he was like, I should have taken my drama mean. Like he <laughs> he messed up. Um, all right, it's that time, y'all. Yorton, would you recommend this movie? Yes, I would recommend this movie. Jared, would you recommend this movie? Yes, I would recommend this movie. I would pay you $100 if you promised me I never got, had to watch this movie again. I am not recommending this movie. I hated this movie. Um, there, are parts, oh. there are parts I liked about it, but if I ever saw this movie again, it would be because I'm being tortured. And if you ever get a text from me saying, hey, I'm watching Moulin Rouge, just know you need to call the police. I am kidnapped. That is my code word for someone please help me. <laughs> Jared, Jordan, do you something? remember when he um, said last week when we watched that awful movie he was like oh no you should definitely get really drunk with your friends and watch this movie Yeah. so yeah I am recommended and then we actually watched an, an, an objectively great movie and he's just like guys don't do it absolutely <laughs> not you will if you watch this drunk you might die like it's too much um, it's too loud. It's just a lot of noise coming at you, in my opinion. I'm old. Give me my peace. Um, Hall of Fame, Jared? This was a tough one because... <laughs> what? <laughs> this was a tough one for me. This was a tough one. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm going back in. This is in the Hall of Are Fame for me. Are you fucking high? Are you high? <laughs> Are you high? I'm watching this again. I yeah, no, I'm watching this, this again. Movie definitely, you're going to watch multiple times, buddy. Yes, you, do, do I gotta talk about what y'all voted like. in the Hall of Fame? Where you were just like, oh no, I'll watch this. You fucking put serendipity in the Hall of Fame. No. You can you got to do the same with me to get watch Serendipity again. Armageddon, I am good. I promise you. I like I saw Armageddon last year and it's still way too soon for me to watch it again. You can talk to me again in 7 more years and I'm like, "Ah, give me about 3 more years, maybe I'll go visit it again." Fuck no, I'm not watching that again. Here yes, I will watch why, this no, a thousand times over there. Here's why I put those two movies in the Hall of Fame because I had already seen them 
about six to ten times. Armageddon probably fifty times. And so I couldn't, even if I wanted to say no, I had to put it in because it was already in the Hall of Fame before the podcast started. Um, oh my God, you blow my mind right now. Okay, if Jordan, don't do it for comedy. Be real. Is this a movie you're going to put in the Hall of Fame? It came pretty dang close, I will say. If it was like what I said with about 15 minutes edited off, I will. Because I can definitely see myself watching parts of this movie if it's on TV and just be like, oh, I like this musical number and go and watch it and everything while it was on it. So it's... It's not going to go in the Hall of Fame, but it came pretty darn close, I feel like. So you're saying me. there are scenes, though. There are certain scenes that are in your Hall of Fame, but not the whole movie as a whole. Yeah. Okay. I can understand that. Wow, that's like the three levels of the Hall of Fame right here. Absolutely not. Man, there are certain scenes I would watch, but not the whole movie. Then like, yeah, I'm watching this movie again. That's like all three <laughs> levels. By the grace of God, this movie does not enter our Hall of Fame. Um, I'm being ex- uh, extra harsh on it. I know this movie has its fans. Yeah, I, I'm he's clearly... being extra fucking harsh because Serendipity didn't make it. Sorry, no, guys. No, no, no. Look, I, I was fine with Serendipity not making it. By the end of the podcast, I was like, oh, I'm the idiot who loves this movie. I realize that. Um, I'm also in the minority here. This movie is very clearly loved by a lot of people. So I'm, I know when I'm in the minority. It's fine. Um, Yorton. For the ladies, what movie are you picking next week? For the ladies, I... Let me see. What year was this movie that came out in 2006? It is The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, hell yes. Run it. (laughs) Love that movie. I can tell you right now, that's in the Hall of Fame. Fucking love that movie. Jordan, have you seen this? Yes, I have seen it. I have not. Oh, oh it's going to be so good. I think me and Jared are on the same page with this movie. I mean, it's well loved. I think I'm going to like this. I, I'm actually. I, I've seen that. This is a movie I've legitimately seen multiple times, and I just. Oh, no. It, it hooks me every time, but I don't know why. <laughs> I love it. What a pick, Jordan, from downtown. What a pick. I love it. All right. I'm actually kind of excited now. This is going to be fun. Um, I like that we're picking movies I haven't seen before too. My movie that I'm picking is a movie I've never seen before either. So this is three new movies for me. So until next time, y'all, buy find that DVD of, of Devil Wears Prada somewhere stashed in your college dorm that you had, <laughs> busted out the one you put on when you brought home a girl from from a date, and put that movie on. Maybe, you know, drink some Mountain Dew. Whatever you drank with that. When, what year did this movie come out? 2006. Yeah. Put on some Blink-182. Set the tone. <laughs> <laughs> and let's travel back to 2006. And uh, let's watch this movie. Until next time, I will see you guys later. Bye.